You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right. We're the Fantasy Joes. I am at Erta Librarian, Ryan Livergood. Joining me this evening from the Pillow Palace in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it is at Fantasy Joe underscore Will. Will the Thrill Greenwood! Ho, 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 you youngsters out there. I'm an old man now, but ready to record and have another a great year, show tonight. Another year older, another year wiser, Will. Happy birthday. Will celebrated a birthday this week. And I got my first gray hair. Psych, my head is beautiful. <laughs> Oh, just wait till you're my age, my friend. You'll have plenty of gray hairs to 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 go around. 34 years in, Ryan still can't grow facial hair. Maybe someday. <laughs> it saves on razors. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> my well, wife works at Harry's now. I, I know. That don't I, matter I know to me. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't say that. But I'm like, I don't know if you want our listeners to know that, but um, if that's public knowledge. Hey, I don't care. Hit her up. Uh, her Twitter is at Rarys. <laughs> at harry's jenny jenny 16 i don't know why there's 16 in there underscore i am great at at twitter so we're recording this on a on a thursday night and you know we usually record on wednesday so we've got the falcons panthers battle in the background here um but we're gonna go back even though we started week eight and as we always do we're gonna review week seven we're gonna talk about our, our moments of letdowns of week seven so well of course i think we have there are a lot of candidates this could have been the jeff wilson jr moments of, of week seven but i'm giving it to tyler lockett because we all saw that national television Sunday Night football the tyler lockett moments of the week so will you want to lead off what what was what you know a couple of your moments of, of week seven okay i've been complaining about this heavily the whole year and everybody's heard it uh that marvin jones has been dead but marvin jones goes five catches 80 yards in the game he is alive again let's go marvin jones he's alive ryan he is alive and to me that is a moment of the week because i actually have looked i don't have like a ton like a super ton of marvin jones but i really want marvin jones to be good i found out emotionally i he's got a pulse i feel a pulse so, I wondered what you were doing there. Yeah, I was, I, was, I, was, I was trying to find a pulse. Marvin Jones. I actually where, was where just worried about your heart right there for a no, second. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, no, it was good. You, you know, I, I, I so we'll see what he does this week. Can, we, can he sustain some of that success? Put him in the lineup. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to in some places. So. You got to do what you got to do. So right. my my moment to, to start off, how about the rookie quarterbacks? Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. QBs two and three overall this week. They scored, depending on your league scoring settings, 42 fantasy points and 41.7 fantasy points, respectively. Um, and you got two awaiting the wings, getting ready to roll this week. It's an exciting time for rookie quarterbacks, Will. I didn't yeah. think we'd see this. I didn't think we'd have, you oh. know, you know, two rookies, you know, be two of the top three quarterbacks any week of the year. Didn't think that would we'd see that. Yeah. Bur- Burrow, you know, after you kind of saw the volume that was happening in that first game, you thought, and I think that first game had some volume with because it was at the Chargers that ended up losing too. I still feel like he passed a lot. I don't have the stat up right in front of me, but you were like, oh, so this is good. You know, he's going to be chucking the ball around a lot this year. And it turns out it's true because the Cincinnati defense is the worst, uh, which oh, is they're, fun. They're for fa- but it's fun for fantasy as long as Burrow doesn't get hurt or doesn't pick up any really, really bad habits. Uh, yeah, they, so they, tra- they traded. Uh, I saw Carlos Dunlap. They went to the uh, the Seahawks. That's a big acquisition for them. 
Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time I really thought about Carlos Dunlap, though. So Well, it's been maybe a year or two since he's had an impact. But, I mean, I think still, you know, as a rotational guy for, I mean, the, the Seahawks could use him. So that's a nice, nice addition for them. And it just further hurts that Cincinnati defense. So there you go. Yeah. And so I wanted to have, like, a Cincinnati hot take this week, too, but just couldn't. Just can't. Can't do anything with them. Uh, so, yeah. So the next moment of the week, Ryan, for me, is my crucial catch has arrived. My tie-dye sweet Vikings crucial catch hat. And we had this discussion off air before we hopped on, but Ryan couldn't get a Bears one because they were sold out. Sold I out. told Ryan, that's what happens when your team sucks. All the hats are available. So, uh, one, supporting a great cause. And two, I got a sweet new hat that nobody can hate on because it's sports cancer. P- point of information, my team sucks too, the Chicago Bears. So, just uh, whatever. I think I think Nick Foles, when he had that moment of glory beating Tom Brady on, on um, was it was it Monday night Sunday night football? I don't Thursday. Remember. It was a Thursday night. Thursday. Thank you. Thursday night. Because I started Keyshawn Vaughn and Scotty Miller in that game <laughs> for a negative of like point two points. Yeah, it was that game. So everyone saw him wear that, and it was like we gotta we gotta buy that. Uh, the all the Bears fans. So maybe they'll be on on clearance. Well, that... Probably find them on eBay here soon. <laughs> I bought the first year crucial catch at. And then the second year was just like a gray one and it had like an extra stripe on it. It was, it didn't really tickle my fancy. And then this year I was like, what are those? And then I looked it up immediately. As soon as I saw the hat, I typed in online crucial catch NFL hat and saw that because that was my first suspicion uh, it, at the beginning of October. And so my birthday present to myself, I bought a hat. I'm going to buy one. I, I was telling you, I, I don't care if it's like a Jacksonville version or whatever. I, I don't care. I'm just going to get one. As long as it's not the green Bay Packers, uh, I'll probably wear it. So no, no problem. Um, another moment for me, Deontay Johnson, you know, we, we, he, he's, he's kind of teased us a little bit. He had a huge game. If it wasn't for the performance of Tyler Lockett and Devonta Adams this week, we'd be talking about Deontay Johnson. Um, and, and this is a, a perfect example. Will uh, the, the Steelers wide receivers of why, you know, if you, if you're trying to convince your league to, to become a best ball league, good, good, good example to cite, because I don't know who's going to be the the top scoring wide receiver in that <laughs> offense from week to week nobody knows but you know you kind of have to start those guys if you have them i think yeah that in the niners backfield every best ball drafter of jeffrey wilson in their last round it's fist pumping heavily yeah you do okay if you just go into your best ball draft and you just draft steelers wide receivers and 49er running backs so you'll, <laughs> you'll be fine you'll be good the, the first pick tevin Cole. what <laughs> you gotta scoop them early you gotta scoop them early all right yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you you drafted uh, Saquon Barkley. Look, look how good he's doing for you. My pick was smarter than yours. <laughs> yeah. Also, Saquon wasn't putting up fantasy points before he got hurt, for what it's worth. Uh, I, I, hopefully, his knee recovers well with those injuries because he might have just missed out on a S show. Uh, yeah. The, the next one around, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is back. And this is one thing that we've even had in our, in our you know, fantasy addicts. Uh, uh, what what's his what's his name it's, it's is it jeremy right uh was talking about aj brown being in his top like three dynasty wide receivers and there's yeah. some comments about that back and forth but i'm i was uh, for what it's worth i was for it and liked it uh he is back and amazing again and just showing again why you liked izzy brown coming this season he got hurt in that first game didn't put up a big game but since his coming back so in his three games that he's been back he has four touchdowns 18 catches 291 yards and I think he's mixed in a couple of like, I, don't, I actually don't think he's any rushes in there, but he has just looked the alpha dog that he was last year and just integrating right back in. And the, the kind, you know, AJ Brown is the type of rookie wide receiver in the second year breakout that we live for in dynasty. This is, he's the kind of player that makes dynasty football fun. Yeah. For, I, I 
completely agree. Gosh, he's so good. And um, I, I think if you were a naysayer, you know, going into the year and some people were, you, you just, you just can't be anymore. It just, man, he's, he's so, so good. He's one, and he's one of those, those guys, we, we've got some guys that are, are fun to watch on, on Sundays and, and he's right at the top of the list. AJ Brown is so much fun to watch. Um, for me that I really only have one more thing and it kind of goes with the Tyler Luckett moments. And that's just that Epic Sunday night football game. I'm so, I mean, I'm not glad that the, the Raiders had the, you know, the offensive linemen get, get COVID and they had to shift the game. I feel, I feel bad for him. Although it was a nice result in, in the year 2020, when the, the, so much has gone, gone poorly for, for all of us, j- just having that game on Sunday night to see the Seahawks and the Cardinals play was, it was just so much fun. It was such a, such a fun game. Uh, but both seeing Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray play duel. It was, oh, it was a blast. And the way the game ended the overtime, this, this is so much fun. Will. what, what a great so game. many good plays. Yeah. It was, and that's it, played every talk about DK Mac, Metcalf chase on Buda Baker and Buda yeah, Baker came on the great. Dan Patrick show. Yeah. And the first thing he asked him was like, when do you want me to ask you about being chased down? And uh, Buda Baker's comment was, you know, how you, you look up in the, the Megatron or, or mega, the, you know, the big screen in the, to see if anything's behind you. And he goes, you know how your car, your rear view mirror says things uh, in the mirror, maybe closer than they appear. <laughs> that was Buddha's response. It was just the perfect, he just seemed like such a nice kid uh, and a good dude. And was very, you know, especially since they won the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, took, took it all in stride. Cause it's still an amazing play. Like there's nothing wrong with that overall, like getting chased by one of the fastest people in the NFL. Like it was just that whole, that game had a lot of things. My only disappointment is that I didn't watch the end. I didn't. Really? <laughs> Uh, yeah, part of the beginning part is I was hanging out with my wife and, yeah. and didn't no. really pay attention to it um, and missed missed some, a lot of fun. I did see the DK Metcalf chase down, but that was about it. Yeah, uh, you, you should go back and watch it. I'm, I'm sure NFL Network is replaying it at, at some point this week if they haven't already. It's uh, yeah, it was it was it was it was fun and and because we're you know getting some some clunkers. I, I think this week I think it's safe to say um, uh, you know tonight's game has not been yeah su- super great from what I what I've seen of it and then. What do we have? Like Tampa Bay plays the Giants on Monday, and then Sunday Night Football is that the is that the Eagles and the Cowboys? I think. I think so. Top of my head, so you know we're not getting watch the Cowboys win that game like ten to ten to six or something, you know, because the Eagles went for two and missed it, and ends up being just an absolute snoozer because the Cowboys are going to have to change the way they run their offense. Well, especially if if uh, Dalton is not back, you know, from you know, out of the concussion protocol. If, uh, if oh, ben... that should be a letdown of the week too. That hit was just complete BS. <sighs> yeah, it, it, I may, I meant for it to to show up on the on the sheet, but it didn't. We haven't other, talked other... about letdowns yet, but I, I think had... so. No, what, what, so what about some? You got a couple more moments, don't you? Well, I, I, Ryan, I, and I wrote it in the wrong because I put Burrow instead of Herbert, but that's just you know, that's a win win at the, the rookie quarterback position. But I'm loving this Keenan Allen explosion with Herbert. With the you know his extension that he signed, Herbert being there a while, I think Keenan Allen's value rightfully was discounted this offseason. Looking with Tyrod Taylor, and you saw the way that offense was going to look in the beginning; it was going to be awful. Uh, I have some stats to go into a little bit later with Keenan Allen, but he is leading the league in targets per game now, and there's really no signs of that slowing down. Assuming he can just stay healthy. Yeah, I, I think we made a couple of. I mean, we've made we made plenty of big mistakes as a dynasty community going into this year. But I think we may look back, and I think Keenan Allen will be one of them. And I think uh, Stephon Diggs as well. I mean, Stephon Diggs is a guy that people were kind of, oh, he's going to Buffalo. That's not a good fit for him. That that hurts his value. And, and Diggs is having a phenomenal year. So, um, you know, I, I think that we may look back and and think those are some guys that 
we we probably let decrease in value that that we, we shouldn't have so yeah we're uh, seeing because, the second side of uh oh why am i blanking on the name now bill's quarterback oh josh allen yeah josh allen we're seeing the second side of him in, in digs production we'll see how that plays out the rest of the season but the first four weeks of the year you were you were pounding your head against the table for missing out on that um yeah. and keenan allen is a player that took me a long time to go to come around on and I didn't own him a lot in redraft because of that. And I have, but I have him in, in enough places in dynasty where I'm very happy about it. And I, yeah, I held tight because selling a depressed asset like him in this offseason just, you know, it's, it's just not good uh, economics. And then the last one, Ryan, is I just, this is, it's not even like a super high moment of the week, but I so badly want, like, I fantasy want Fournette to happen in Tampa Bay. He's getting the targets. I was looking at PFFs, like, usage and how it, how it got ramped up during the game how he was in there 100 of the snaps in the two minute drill and uh i i you know i've loved leonard fournette since he came in the league and lately especially the last like i know he had a lot of targets last year but the last like two years it's been really tough to blindly still love him because he doesn't seem like he has the hardest work ethic it doesn't seem like he does a lot of good things outside of outside of football at the moment and i, I but I, I want fantasy fournette to happen this season so badly other tip real tip if you have Leonard Fournette this week, you know he's an injury risk. Uh, go to your waiver wire in your redraft leagues uh, and, and pick up another player in that game just in case you have Fournette in your flex and he can't go. There you go. Yeah, Scotty Miller might be out there in some of your uh, waiver wires still. I grabbed, I grabbed Tyler Johnson. That was my backup. Yeah, Tyler Johnson's good. And I know, I know it's just a, it's a dart throw in the dark, but if that's your last player going and you're down by three points – at least you feel like you can hope for Tyler Johnson if Fournette doesn't play for some reason because he's an injury risk. He's a big time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's probably even a guy like Cameron Braid out there if you're if you're it's it's really slim on your waiver wire and, and, and you need somewhere for the flex spot like Cameron Braid might might just you might luck into a touchdown with him for example. But um, that's that's kind of a desperation play for sure. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, wait, really? <laughs> you think Ryan, come on. That's a great play. He's my, he's my tight end one this week. That's my hot bold spicy take. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so letdowns. Um, so I've got my, I, I put Cam Newton for Cam Newton letdowns because I think Cam Newton had like negative fantasy points for you. Um, yeah. at least in some leagues. So, um, and for me, just to I'll lead it off, I just have to say that Monday night football game. And I, I don't say that just as a bears fan, although that's certainly part of it, but what a, what a snooze fest, you know, coming after that, that Sunday night football game, that was so great. It was just, this is an ugly game. It wasn't fun to watch. Watched so, a good chunk of the first quarter. Couldn't watch it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was just an ugly game. It was a bad game to watch. And I, I won't, I won't go on a tirade about the bears offense or, or Nagy or anything, but their offensive line is just, just pathetic. I, I mean, I, I know that they don't have a great quarterback situation and they have, um, below average, uh, players at the skill positions other than Allen Robinson, but, that offensive line, I, I I don't care. I think that scheme too, though. That's that's on the offense coordinator and Nagy. They got to be better. They yeah. this should be better. Yeah, yeah, they should be better. They should be at least you know able to send a couple of drives. I mean, I think game. at its core, Tampa's offensive line isn't that great. So, like, yeah, like if you did, if you just did talent evaluation. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so anyway, but the, but that game was a just a uh, was a stinker. Uh, speaking of stinkers, Ryan, that's my first letdown of the week. It's not NFL related, but it was the first Iowa football game of the year and they played Purdue one. I forgot how long college football games take. Uh, it started at two 30. I believe it finished at six. Uh, uh, cause I watched the whole darn thing and I, Iowa blew it with some fumbles and bad play, but the game overall just wasn't very exciting to watch. There is a Purdue receiver 
and I should have written it in here because for some reason right now I'm blanking on names when we're live on the air. But Uh-oh. Purdue's Purdue had a receiver that caught three touchdowns is actually like a pro prospect because Rondell Moore was out of the game. Oh, was it Rondell Moore? Was no, he he was uh, for undisclosed reasons didn't play. Mm. But I think it's Dave. His name's David Bell. There yeah, we go. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's- David Bell looks like an absolute stud, and it's either Iowa's defense is horrible, or Iowa's defense is still bad, and David Bell's a stud. Probably the the latter. I think yeah, and I, I it's fun though because that's that's the thing about having you know Iowa's my number one team. But when you see a player go off like that, you're like, ooh, like Dynasty Analytics is going to love this. Although I think this year with the shortened season is going to throw off a lot of things because we look at like total yardage and breakout and games played. It's going to create uh, a lot more spreadsheet like interaction. Like you're going to have to average stuff out. Like we're going to have a lot more variance coming out into projecting what these players are going to do on the elemental side based on stats coming out. Long story short, that game wasn't worth watching. Maybe don't watch the Hawks this year. I'm a little bit scared, except for their quarterback, Petrus, uh, he's got a cannon and he's mobile. And it was the first game. You can see a lot of jitters. He's a sophomore. Uh, I'm excited for that cannon in the future, but I'll stop now because this yes. is like 10 minutes of Iowa. That's too much Iowa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Let's move on. Let down for me is Will talking about the Iowa Hawkeyes for five minutes. Oh, no, this is my birthday week. Wow, man. So as you know, we're recording this, this game is still going on. Last I looked at the score, Atlanta was winning. Um, but I, I wonder if they won't find a way to lose Will because once again, let down for week seven, they found another way to lose a game. Just the, the Falcons. I don't, I don't know how you could be a Falcons fan. Cause it, you just have to, you know, throw your, you know, throw your body into the wall or something every week because they just, they just find new ways to lose just every single week. So that was um, just a letdown overall. You know, I just, I just felt bad for the Falcons losing to the Lions. Unless you start starting to girly. Woo. Or yeah, no, I know, but uh, yeah, no, for fantasy, it, it was you always want the games to go as long as possible, right? But, but man, no, that was uh, that was just I, sad. I get, I'm so tired of hearing that Todd Gurley scoring that touch and lost them, lost them that game. They gave the ball back with like a minute oh, left. That's tr- that's very true. That's, it wasn't like, Todd Gurley, it just, that yeah, he yeah. scored a touchdown. I get that, like, you give them the ball back, but there's a minute left. In theory, you should always think that you're going to win that game, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, that that just just hilarious uh right my next was hunter henry this is on the season and in week seven so he got popped up top a couple times left the game with a concussion after the second hit uh which is sad in general it's it's just uh, that's always just a letdown when somebody gets a concussion you never want to see concussions but he's just been a big disappointment this year i he was scooping him up his values and redraft Uh, i don't have him in a ton of places in dynasty but he's just gerald burrow's whole passing attack is not including Hunter Henry, basically. Yeah, not Joe Burrow. I keep saying that Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. It, yeah, it might it might make him a value. You think in, in Dynasty though, because of I, people, I don't see the. Point I mean, anymore. maybe not though, but maybe not because people are like, no, you know, he's just had you know some bad luck and he's got Herbert. I guess maybe at the end of the year, if he underperforms, maybe he could be a value in the offseason. I love Jalen Guyton. Uh, one because I started him one week when he had in DFS when he had a touchdown, yeah. and then I didn't do it last week, but. He's he's gonna be that like Millie Maker player. I feel like a couple times. Like yeah, Jaylen, I mean, where did where did Jalen Guyton go to school? Ryan pop quiz. No idea. Uh, so I don't no. know. <laughs> oh, I thought you. I was no. guess like San Diego State or something like that. I I, don't, I have no idea. It's um, fun when my wife will watch like Red Zone with me a little bit, and she'll be like, "Oh, you know who's that guy?" And when I have the response of, "I have no idea," she knows that that person is a deep deep player, and she gets excited for the success. 
Yeah. Um, so next letdown, Ryan. Next letdown. Next letdown. Matt Stafford only one TD pass against the Falcons last week. I, I you know, just, <laughs> yeah. just Matt Stafford is just a letdown in general this year because we we kind of thought you know oh Stafford is going to have that was kind of one of the, one of the buzz in the offseason like he that stretch last year he's going to be unbelievable this year. Well, if you extrapolate his stats, he was going to be just just insane. Yeah, and and I just think he is. I mean, not that he's completely let people down, but um, you know, if you're in a one QB league, he's probably not a guy you feel great rolling out every week. Uh, I guess in a super relaxed league, you're okay with him as your QB too. So I just think Stafford's been disappointing and, and the, you know, the Lions offense in general. So, so we'll see, we'll, uh, you know, we'll see if they can get it going, but I, I, that was just a minor, minor letdown. Something I wanted to point out. Yeah. And Jalen Guyton went to the North Texas powerhouse. Uh, ah. They're a green Eagle is their mascot of some sort. So, but yeah, awesome. Stafford, Stafford has been a bummer. That Lions offense has been tough to figure out. And again, the Lions ruin players like Galladay. You can even see with their losses and everything. Like he's just getting tired of it and he's not signed for next year. So you want to know who should sign him, Ryan? I'll give you one guess. The Niners. <laughs> All right. Uh, n- next letdown is Mike Davis returning back to earth in the past couple weeks. Uh, he's yeah. like boom into the fantasy radar. If you look, you know, kind of back now his last, and if including this game, which I don't think he's doing like overly well in, yeah, uh, it's been, it's it, like, it was such a fun little ride there. And now it just isn't, it just isn't the same. Like he, he's been a stinker. So yeah. And, and, and to me, it's a letdown because you it just, it was so fun before. And then when it's not anymore, it's not as fun. It was fun. Yeah. And you thought you continue to ride him and yeah, this week, um, last I looked at the stat line it had not not done so hot so um for for me I, I just have to say that I, I I put this under letdown but just just kind of the, just the randomness of this year and you know some of the odd players that are are performing as we're watching are you watching this game where um Carolina's starting to drive down the field <laughs> maybe tie this game against against the um um the falcons but anyway sorry i got distracted so will if if i would have told you like going into like before the season i said okay week seven will just name me uh three guys are going to be running back ones finishes running back ones um oh yeah i, it, I don't it, know that you could have you would have nailed it with this list i mean you know looking at this it's um you know jeff wilson james robinson um alvin Kamara, todd Gurley, chase edmonds jamal williams giovanni bernard cream hunt antonio gibson David Johnson, Boston Scott, Carlos Hyde. That's your run, running back ones. In, in yeah, if you just said name three, no, you have no skin in the game that you have to pay. But if you name three and get them correct, you win $100,000. There is no way you win that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's – and I think that just goes to, um, you know, the all the injuries we've had this year. And, um, yeah, because, I mean – most of those names are, are guys that are starting beca- because of, of injuries at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just been a tough year and it just seems like there've been more injuries than, than usual. And, um, you know, we're still hanging in there and it's, you know, if, if it's dynasty, hopefully you've got deep benches and it hasn't been a big deal. You know, hopefully you've got your, your handcuffs. So if, if you have Miles Sanders, hopefully you've got Boston Scott, that kind of thing. But I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's just, just an observation. When I look, when I look to the top 12 running backs for, for, week seven i was like oh my gosh well, this is such a strange list so uh, fun it's so fun it, it is fun it is a lot of fun so um anymore uh, chase Edmund, chase edmonds also a big fan of the, the fantasy joes that's right he gave us a shout out on um episode 100 so uh 
Yeah, just to, just randomly too. Thank just you. randomly, he just he just you know said, "Hey, can I jump on the show this week?" and and he came on. It so turns far. out before somebody breaks out, you can find them on the cheaper side <laughs> of the Camillus. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, Teddy Bridgewater's back in the game, Ryan. So that, that's fun. Just as a ah. so let's let's bring the mood back up with another letdown. Uh, <laughs> gambling on Corey Clement. I feel like I also he's another person I just really want a fantasy want Corey Clement after that Super Bowl game where he had that just awesome touchdown catch. I feel like anytime something happens to the starting running back, I'm like, yes. It's Corey Clement time again. And so Corey Clement was in the game before there was like that holding call before the touchdown was tossed to Boston Scott and he got the carry, but was tackled. But then there was the holding call. Like he, he didn't look very good. So I was just sad about that. I just, I just want Corey Clement to happen again, but oh, well. Yeah. I I want fat Rob to make a comeback in this league, but that's not happening either. So. Oh, Fat Rob. Yeah, if him and Eddie Lacy signed with the Raiders, I wouldn't be surprised. They seem to pick up everybody. <laughs> Knock down Josh Jacobs. Uh, another one was, I was going to say, I changed out Young Waiku before the game, but then he missed an extra point, which was worth negative three in that league. So it's not, it's kind of like. Uh, so you feel better. So it's not so much a letdown. It's kind of like a, like a meh, like a meh leading into week eight. Yeah. All so right. Take that out. <laughs> take that out. Edit that out. We don't want to, we don't hear that. All right. Um, tweet of the week. Let's move on to the Fancy Joe's Tweet of the Week. And this one comes from our, our friend Ryan McDowell at RyanMC23. I don't even have it on the show sheet, but I know his Twitter handle so well. And, and he's one of the best follows on Dynasty Twitter, Will. He, he always tweets out some like fun stats and just fun things. And He's just such a nice dude. He, he is a really nice dude. You want to want to like Ryan McDowell. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, on- nobody ever meets Ryan McDowell and is like, oh, I hate Ryan McDowell. <laughs> right he's super nice been on the show before um you can hear him on a number of podcasts so um really really hard working guy he he does a lot writes a lot as well but anyway he tweeted out dynasty doing over dynasty rookie draft knowing what we know now and he basically was drafting and tagged um you know prominent um you know people in dynasty community for who they'd pick and I just thought it was an interesting conversation, Will. I don't know if you looked at it. I only have like the top seven names here who was taken. And I looked at this list and I was, I was kind of surprised actually. Um, and, and maybe this is how it would be because it's probably values all over the board in terms of rookies. But um, Ryan took CeeDee Lamb, which I think is fine, but I still would have taken Jonathan Taylor. But Jonathan Taylor didn't go until the 105, which really surprised me. I know he's been a letdown this year, but like I, wouldn't you still want Taylor number one? I mean, as, as good as these, I, I still not against CEH number one. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't get why this Le'Veon Bell signing tanks his dynasty value. Well, it doesn't, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but, but some people seem to think that too. And that offense is, isn't going to get less high powered. Patrick Mahomes is still great. They, it turns out they can lean on CEH for a running game. Like in the, like he showed now that in the future, he is going to be a majority like carrier in that backfield, in my opinion. Even if Le'Veon Bell has more like later in the season, CEH is just a he's he's just a bad man, Ryan. He's gonna be good. So if we redid our rookie drafts, um, let's say it's like PPR league, would would you take so would see who would be your number one? Uh, I still think it's, uh, I, I I still think I'd go CEH because I wouldn't have to worry about it till next year at this point in time, and I think he'll have the backfield back to himself. Yeah. No, even I, if, like even if Le'Veon Bell there, Le'Veon Bell isn't the Le'Veon Bell of four years ago. He, he's a great. He, he's just he's good for the offense, and Ch is going to get better. 
Uh, and then I think I would still, I would go Jonathan Taylor and maybe in like, if I had six drafts, I'd go three and three, three CEH, three Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It was, you know, the, I think the, you know, surprises, I mean, it's not that surprising, but I was surprised that Taylor was the fourth running back taken among, among these experts and Justin Jefferson at one of four. I know he's looked great, but I don't know. I couldn't take Justin Jefferson ahead of Jonathan Taylor. Or, or DeAndre Swift, honestly. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's just still my bias towards taking running backs. Cause I think running backs can still make a huge difference for you. And I, I don't know. I mean, obviously the, these rookie wide receivers have looked good. And I think this class is just exceptional when it comes to rookie wide receivers, but I, that just surprised me. I just thought it was, it was interesting. Yeah. Also, yeah. I'm just waiting for my alert to pop up on Twitter that somebody has tagged me from, you know, somebody you respect on Twitter and wants my opinion in this rookie draft. Maybe when we get to like the third round and they run out of people around, we'll get, we'll get tagged. In here. I don't think they know you're on Twitter. Will because you don't tweet enough. That's, I think that's part of the problem. It's like you're invisible. Well, you got, you got to get out there and, and you got to start making hot takes on Twitter. And you have to also have to like, right, attack people Chase, Clay, Chase Claypool, 102, <laughs> Antonio Gibson. Uh, let's see here. 103. Hmm. KJ Hamler. No, Hunter Bryant. <laughs> He's a touchdown machine. You know, you just can't stop. You get in the red zone. Boom, touchdown, boom, touchdown, boom, touchdown. I don't know what that voice came from. But uh, I, I think I think at this point in time, I don't – I think in full PPR, I think CeeDee Lamb does have the potential in the next year or so to be the wide receiver one overall. Some places have him ranked there already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put him in my – I think I had him, what, like top – I had him like 11 or 12, or did I, move, I had him in there in my, my top 12 for next year. Yeah. Uh, that was before Michael Thomas got hurt and went crazy and then got hurt again. Um, but anyway, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's wise to take him over the, I, I, I think I still might take Dobbins over lamb. I don't know. I wouldn't be against that. I think Dobbins over Jonathan Taylor and Jandre Swift right now is potentially a mistake because we just haven't seen enough to where you should trust anything in that backfield moving forward after the bye, let's hope it changes. And if, and if marking rooms out, Everybody's hot take this week, Ryan, and I almost did. I almost took the bait for a J.K. Dobbins hot take, but it's just too it's too obvious, right? I don't, and I don't think it's really a hot take. I mean, how is it a hot take that this guy they drafted highly with Mark Ingram being out? I mean, that's there's nothing hot about that. That's 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 a um, no, it's hot. No, it's a milk take. It's not a hot take. It's a Ryan. Take. He had zero fantasy points in week seven. They were on by. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justin Jefferson, though, the high riser. I'm actually pretty excited for that. When when Trevor Lawrence is tossing the ball next year, when we tank down, hopefully, please, I will cry. I will literally cry live on air for everybody. If the Vikings get the number one pick and check Trevor Lawrence. That's got to get a win, man. The Jets got to get a win first. (laughs) That may not happen. Um, Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but the Vikings are definitely in cell. I mean, they're in cell mode now. They're trying to. There's rumors they're trying to get unload Thielen and um, all kinds of crazy stuff. So. I, I I just don't see them. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong, but Thielen is from Minnesota. Went to Mankato State. Has been a value for them in their whole career. If they went to Adam Thielen and was like, "Hey, we're thinking about yeah. trading you. Do you want to be traded?" and he said no, I actually don't think they'd trade him. He's not a value for them now because they signed him to that deal. He's not a no, value. But, they, but, they need the money. No, but they, they, yeah, but they're also like. The Vikings are a very emotional franchise. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, I, I I would be a little bit surprised too if they if they moved him, but um, 
but but I don't I don't think it's impossible. I don't, I don't think it's off the table for them. So so we'll see. It'll be interesting. The trade deadline might be really fun this year because you, <laughs> you know, know who should trade for him, Ryan. Teams teams have to worry about their salary cap situation because the cap you know is is probably going to go down. So um, you know teams are going to have to make some tough cuts and, and maybe look to trade some of these guys that could could help a, a win now team. So I, I, I'm optimistic the trade deadline is going to be a lot of fun this year, but but we'll see. It remains to be seen. Will, do you do you want to get into the next segment? I guess we're just calling it trends or fads or just fun stuff. Well, the other part is, Ryan, would you take Antonio Gibson over Jerry Judy? No. Oh, interesting. He's just a top 12 running back. I know. I like Antonio Gibson, but not over Judy. I still think it's too early to um, weigh in on, on where Judy's going to end up. I think he's still really good. I, I think he's, you know, obviously he's a – rookie wide receiver and he hasn't popped as much as I would have liked him to, but I still about Jalen Rager. No, over, over, uh, Gibson over Rager. No, I still have faith in Rager. We haven't even seen him. He's been injured. You can't let's, let's pump the brakes. Right, Gibson over rugs. Rager could be the, still be the wide receiver one in this rookie cl- class. Why, can't, that, why can't Antonio Gibson succeed and be good for him? I love Antonio Gibson. I just don't want those guys. Uh, why do you hate of... Antonio Gibson? Uh, you know, I don't, you know, I would like the one of the, one of the, Oh, that, you're funny. You're funny. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Ryan, uh, trends, fads. I just did three of them because I figured we might be getting long into the episode at this point. And honestly, ran just out of ideas, that, but that I thought were kind of fun. Uh, so, Keenan Allen, one, is the leader in targets per game. So, does he keep the stop, top spot throughout the season? Do you think at the end of the year, Keenan Allen leads the league in targets? Oh, good question. Um... And we're going to assume health. We're going to assume everybody health of everybody now throughout the rest of the season. So can I cheat and pull up the, the current list? Are you, so this is targets, but this is targets per game. And and yes, because he's only six games. Other guys are at seven. So, okay. Yeah. It's not that, but it's not that far behind. Like, like overall, like DeAndre Hopkins is the leader in targets. Right. uh, At at 73, but Keenan Allen has 63 has played one last game. So quick math there. I guess I got 64 targets for Keenan Allen, actually. What? I was just looking at this Yahoo fantasy thing. Why are they different? Anyway, <laughs> unimportant. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, you say tomato, I say tomato. Oh, gosh. I, I think he certainly has a chance. Um, I, I, I would probably say Terry McLaurin because, or Allen Robinson, because really those are the only guys in, in those offenses, <laughs> whereas these other guys are at the top of the leaderboard. There's other options. Oh, so. right. Those, those were trade options in Dynasty. I'm not talking about just like who's going to be the leaderboard because the oh, leaderboard. Targets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Does Keenan Allen finish the season as the target leader? Oh, so, so you're, you're asking me, does he, everybody. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he does not. I'm going to go. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. So, and then you're asking the me, put it on the board. Then you're asking me if someone offered you one of these other guys, would you take it for Keenan Allen? That's yeah. Like these were just four players quickly that I thought have like value, but let's start, let's go young to old. So we'll start, we'll start with Terry McLaurin. Absolutely easy. So you would take Terry McLaurin for Keenan Allen? Oh, for sure. Okay. Uh, Allen Robinson. I would take Allen Robinson. Okay. Amari Cooper. Oh God. They're pretty even for me, honestly. I mean, I probably wouldn't do it just because I kind of, value because those guys are about the same i i, I feel maybe i should value amari cooper higher than i do but i just i don't know i just can't do it 
just have this, this bias against him in my head. Okay. And the, the oldest one of the bunch, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take Calvin Ridley, even though he's 34 years old. He's, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's like getting, he start, he's already starting to get his, uh, his, his checks from retiring from the NFL. Uh, Cause Ryan, I, I honestly, am I too crazy to think that I like Keenan Allen over these guys? In dynasty. Yeah. I, I, I don't think you're too crazy. I, I mean, I don't think there's a, um, you know, huge, huge gap. I mean, in terms of, you know, I'm looking at fantasy points per game. Um, well, some of these guys are ahead of him, some of them behind, but um, like at the end of the day, like Terry McLaurin, I, I just want him at his age. I mean, you're, you're what, you're getting three years younger. And um, so I, I don't think it's crazy, but, Oh, I think you're getting like four or five years. Younger. No, he's 20. Yeah, he's, okay. He's 20. Yeah. Keenan Allen's 28. Um, so you're getting four years there. So age is such a, a factor for me in, in dynasty. When I look at wide receivers, so if I'm looking at guys that are kind of in the ballpark production wise, or I think will be in the next year or two, I am going to go with the younger guy. It's, it's just, uh, it's not rocket. I just think, here. I just feel like the next three years and I get that, that asset, like Keenan Allen might be at the end of his rope, but he doesn't win on speed. He wins on skill that I don't think is going away. So barring injury, I just think he's a better receiver than these guys. And, and he and, might be. And Herbert's emergence really pushed this for me. That's kind of what's ha- what's happened is like Herbert's right. not going away. Right. Uh, Amari Cooper, Mike, you know, he might be out of Dallas if they can't handle the contract. Allen Robinson has never played with a good quarterback. So you want to know who's going to trade for him? The Niners. So he gets to play with another <laughs> bad quarterback. So, you know they answer that question every time. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean the Bears have extended him, so he's Calvin he Ridley. I think is it could be close. And again, with McLaurin, because I really love Terry McLaurin too, Ryan. Don't get me wrong, but the I don't want to. Do you really want to invest long term into the Washington Football Team players until that ownership changes? I don't know if I want to, and that might just be have to be a hard stance. Like what what Washington Football Team player that you've invested in Dynasty has worked out well? at value right now besides Terry McLaurin. I can't think of one, honestly, but you know, Terry McLaurin, you're, he's not going to necessarily be in Washington forever, his whole career. And and who knows, you know, they, they can end up with um, uh, a quarterback and who could be really great. What if they get Trey Lance next year in the draft and he's awesome and, and that could help his value. So I, you know, I mean, it's th- this, I think one of the things we've learned is this, this things change so quickly in this league that we, you know, have these visions of, of these guys being, you know, associated with this quarterback for so many years or, or this or that. And we just, we just don't know. Right. Um, so, yeah. so, so for me, you know, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with McLaurin. I mean, look what he's doing with, with bad quarterback play, honestly. I mean, it's, you know, he's wide receiver 21. Um, Ken Allen is wide receiver 14, but um, I'm looking at points per game. Um, but, but he's real, real close. Like, a but Allen went out early because of a hit, you know, once and let's, let's, uh, let me just narrative away the rest of this. Uh, <laughs> no. And, and, and I get where you're coming from. Absolutely. Uh, I, and I guess Ryan compared to the rookie, you know, draft we we're talking about before us and you didn't start for next season. I was including rest of year with my opinion on this. So it's not really fair. I should have said at the beginning that you're including the rest of the season and moving forward. I think after this season, some of these younger guys, uh, I might, I might move up. Alan Robinson is a, is still kind of an enigma to me is how to value him properly. I, I will say that Keenan Allen is, I still think that a lot of people aren't paying attention and that yes, they may see that all the targets he's getting and how he's performing, but 
you know, they, they see these 28. So he, he may be a, a value for a contender. Like if you want to add a wide receiver, because it's going to probably be cheaper to get him than these other guys that you've mentioned. And honestly, I, for the rest of the year, would you rather have Keenan Allen or, or Cooper? I mean, probably Keenan Allen by a landslide. Right? Oh, I'd take Keenan Allen the rest of the year of all these guys easy. Yeah, right. Yeah, Allen Robinson in Chicago, forget about it. You don't, you don't want – I mean, he'll, he'll produce for past, you, but yeah. his, his, his ceiling is, is certainly uh, limited. McLaurin, same thing. You know, Calvin Ridley, maybe make that argument, but, you know, it's not like Atlanta's having a great season. Matt Ryan does not look great this year. So, yeah, no, Keenan Allen for sure. So he, he may be a good guy to acquire – for a contender in dynasty. Cause I think you're right. People are, even though he's putting up some, some impressive numbers right now, I think some people are still a little bit sour on him. Let's move on. Let's move on. Next Let's one. move on. Shall we? So Ryan, and this was using yahoos. Cause I was just in this fantasy league when I looked up these stats. Yahoo. So I hope what? that's right. Oh. Yeah. It's a, I, I, but I just went to player stats. Cause I was at work and I was just so, doing sorry, Matt Harmon. We, we love you, but you know, but currently, your targets are different for Keenan Allen to what Ryan's looking at. So, like, what the heck, man? Uh, you're a receiver guy. Get that changed. Or Matt Harmon is right on Yahoo, Ryan, and you're wrong, and I should support Matt Harmon. Either I don't think way. Matt Harmon's responsible for this. the stats on, on Oh, Ryan. he is. He represents the company. <laughs> we should have him on, see if he'll come on sometime. I bet he would in the offseason. Anyway. He's been on the show before. Why not? Oh, yeah, we did. It was really early on. Yeah. Yeah, he was on NFL Network, so he might be bigger. He's now. such a nice dude. Love he Matt Harmon. Nice. Yeah, he is nice. I shouldn't say. It. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, we had we had Mike right. We need to get some guests. You forget, Ryan. you forget who we had on the show. It's funny. No, every time I apply, <laughs> now that you're 34, your your memory's starting to go. No, every time that I apply late, <laughs> every time I apply like the latest person ever to Scott Fishbowl, I said, "Hey, Scott, you're on episode 101 of the Fantasy Joes," and I still don't get in because he's like, "Dude, this is like six months late." <laughs> like, yeah, we'll I just put it. in yesterday for this year he's like hey, is there like a mid-season way i can get into the league or I, right. I, i'm not gonna lie uh, well yeah we'll talk about that later anyway so alvin Kamara, ryan on pace based on yahoo so grain of salt here on pace for 122 catches right oh baby 122 catches not just, i didn't want to talk targets i want to talk receptions uh so he has 46 right now through six games so they have 10 games left Averaging seven point, you know, six seven per game. Uh, how close do you think he comes to 122 catches? Like, do you think he ends with over a hundred? And then, what does that mean for his rest of season value? Since in the next ten games, he moves down from seven point seven basically to like five point like three. It's a great question, and I, I you have to think that the, <laughs> that these numbers go down when michael thomas comes back right but but we'll see i mean just michael thomas is having a heck of a time getting getting back on the field um so i think it probably goes down to something like you know maybe five or six per game so he probably finishes around 100 catches is my guess so i, I think we're gonna see this number go down a little bit I don't, so, you're I don't think se- can... so you're selling alvin Kamara's rest of season production compared to current that's the question I, that i wanted this to be i am selling his production compared to current i think you have to yeah. That said, it's not like he, I'm not saying you you sell him in any of your leagues because he's. Still I still think you like can, you can get the right return back. value. No, you know? no, it's ridiculous. Um, uh, just and you know, I think a lot of people thought that he, he would have some pretty monster numbers coming into the year, but there was still a little bit of doubt, right, after his season last year. But yeah, I mean, he's looking like a league winner right now. Um, and even his numbers dip down a little bit, he's still gonna look like a league winner because he's still gonna probably be the easily the rb1 so. also easily one of the funnest players to watch so oh i love that, watching that him aspect he's, he's a, the smoothest operator 
he's just like oh he he just makes it look easy yeah he's he's definitely one of my favorites i, I really like w- watching the saints even without michael thomas and some of the you know flaws they have right now on that team just because yeah you get to watch him play it's just it's fun and i'll get to watch him play and and probably go off for four touchdowns against chicago bears this weekend so how how, how lucky am i yeah um, i just but, i mean I, I can't wait to to see more of him he's like maybe the most watchable player in the nfl yeah oh, he's, he's he might special. be the one seed yeah i mean he is special he is you know just yeah i mean there's just no, really no no one else like him and they're just a handful of guys in the league that are just just special talents and he's he's one of them he's he's phenomenal it would it would it surprise me though if he um has 122 catches absolutely not i mean, I mean it wouldn't surprise me but i, I just i just think the numbers have to slip just because the michael thomas factor but... what if it goes up what if he finishes with like a buck 35 <laughs> uh i, had, yeah. I just I, you know and i sold him this offseason a deal for josh jacobs and you just see the that we didn't, this is that that one year bias when you saw Alvin Kamara get hurt last year. And when he said he was playing at 75%, turns out he actually was. And 100% Alvin Kamara is one of the most special players on the planet. So next, uh, Darren Waller, Ryan. Darren Waller is on pace for 106 catches this year uh, using quick Yahoo stats math. Uh, is he creeping up your dynasty tight end rankings? That's what I wanted to get to here. So, or... Do you think this is like his second outlier season? Like how much do we more do we need to see of Darren Waller and the pace that he's on now after last year's breakout year that we're moving him closer to that, like, or even maybe ahead uh, of like a Mark Andrews because Darren Waller uh, with 106 catches, that's a so much more sustainable future and reliable, you know, floor for what he can do. And he's not old, especially in tight end age. Right. Yeah, three years older than Mark Andrews. I think you still have to have Mark Andrews ahead of Darren Waller, but I'm definitely clear fourth. More... Clear fourth. Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson. Okay, so it's got to be. It's got to be Kittle. I, I some people may have Andrews number two. I have Kelsey. Just I just think you can't you can't have him lower than number two in my opinion. Mark Andrews. I I think you have to unless you want to go with one of the younger guys. If you want to go you know, like with Hawk or, um, you know, maybe Noah Fant or something like that, but I Dallas Goddard, oh, Johnny Smith, Johnny Smith. I mean, it's, Johnny it's Smith right really good. Yeah. But no, I, th- I think maybe he would be for, wouldn't he? That's what the reason I want to get to this too, Ryan, is that I don't think people value him there yet. I did try to get a low ball offer in a league. It was Darren Waller for Deandre Swift. And that was a quick reject because just positional value, you know, when right. you're in one tight end league. But right. I think that you could still get Darren Waller cheaper than what we may be talking about his value right here. Like I'd trade Noah Fant for Darren Waller straight up right now. No, no problem. Yeah. I get the, and that's an Iowa prospect, right? So that means a lot. That does mean a lot. It's coming from you. That means a lot. No, I, I think you're right. I, I think you're right. I, I think that um, he he's, let, let's say maybe he's not a guy you could get cheaply, but let's say he's much easier to obtain than the than certainly than Kelsey Kittle or Mark Andrews. I think that's yeah, fair to say. A not non-contending team with Darren Waller still on there, left over from last year. They've hit some injuries. They're not moving yeah. pieces. You send Dallas Goddard for Darren Waller, so now you have a hurt tight end that has more future value potentially. That that's a kind of deal you can get done, I believe. I think so too. I think, I think in the leagues you can, you can get it done. Cause I just think that, you and I know t- Goddard's coming back and everything. So, but like Waller looks like an at like 106 catches. I know it's just pacing in the first seven weeks, 
but uh, you got to give it to him. He's he's not just a one and done in my opinion now. Right. And I think the other interesting thing, I, I guess he did. No, no, it was a it was a buy, wasn't it? Did he miss a game this year? No, I don't think he did. I just think um, he was he was taken out of a game by the Patriots once. Yeah, yeah. Although according to Chris Harris, he wasn't really taken out of it. He just didn't play very well because he was hurt. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway. Well, but that but that said something about him that yeah, because he was he was hurt coming out of that uh that week two New Orleans game, um, that Monday night football game, which was really great. And and he didn't play very well against uh, the Pats. But I think a lot of it had to do with injury. And, and just the fact that he suited up is impressive because one of the things you have to look at with the tight end landscape is that tight ends get injured really more than any other position. That's why I, I, I talk about this all the time on the show. Listeners are probably sick of me saying this, but that's why I think Travis Kelsey is so impressive because so special. The guy, he hasn't, he's missed like one game because of a concussion, right? I mean, the guy doesn't miss games and he's a tight end. That's super impressive. Um, where, and as much as I love George Kittle, and I, I don't think George Kittle's injury prone or anything, but you know, he's missed some time. Um, yeah. you know, he does, he's not that iron man that, that Kelsey is quite. So I, I, although he's a super tough dude, don't get me wrong. Um, so I, I just think that that's, that says something about Darren Waller the last couple of years is he's, you know, he's played all those games. So that's, that's impressive. So well, he's a late career breakout, which I feel like we tend to value lower over time. I we think do. this going into this week, maybe even tomorrow, I have pretty busy tomorrow, pretty busy tomorrow. but anyway, Ryan, this, uh, I might start to try to creep up and, and, and take some it's not buying low on darren waller by any means i'm not trying to say buy low on darren waller but i think right. maybe pay market value because market yeah. value is going to be higher in the future so i because it's also i don't think it's buy high because i don't think he's talked about enough right no I, I i like this call i like this call i think he's uh yeah he's he's a real solid solid player and um, yeah, this is a fun conversation. I like, I like talking tight ends. It's, it's fun. Um, I also <laughs> love early season extrapolations. <laughs> <laughs> of course. This could completely change, but it could. All right. Well, we're, we're starting to run a little bit, a little bit late here. So let's get into the hot bold spicy takes. Um, before we do, we'll recap week seven. So <laughs> let's see how we, we did. I did horrible. Um, <laughs> I said that the, the bears would go into LA and beat the Rams. And Al Robinson would have seven catches, 100 yards of TD. Did not happen. Maybe my worst hot ball spicy take of the year. And then you suggested that the Raiders were going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Ruggs was going to have a huge game. And that didn't happen either. Big so. mistake because I think the news of their whole COVID line came up before this, but I didn't think about it while making it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, or maybe I was going to message you the next day. Maybe it came out Thursday. No, because I think it's five days. So, and I was like, oh, sh- like, like shoot, Ryan. In my hot old stick, I didn't think about their <laughs> offensive line. But, uh, oh, well. Well, it's okay. It's a new week, and we're going to get back on the on the saddle here and uh, try this again. So we got five levels we assign each other's takes. There's banana pepper, jalapeno, habanero, ghost pepper, and, of course, the almighty Carolina Reaper. And I actually nailed my hot bull space take for week eight, Will, because I said Curtis Samuel was going to have at least two DDs this week. So, um, so what, what do you give me for that? Uh, I mean, that's a Carolina Reaper take, man. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, I, a, for I almost, a Carolina Panther. I almost went in the show sheet and wrote the same thing before we hopped on. <laughs> no, that's why I, we're just nerds. We are just nerds. Yeah. I, obviously, the, the game has happened, and, and I, I did definitely would not have predicted that, of course. Um, but here's mine. I, you know, I looked at the schedule, Will, and I didn't have any like really hot takes that I felt really good about. So I'm not sure how good I feel about this. It's one. a tough week. It's a tough week for him. 
Yeah, it took it me is. a while. It is. And there's some really evenly matched games. I, I just want to say as an aside, the most fascinating game for me this week would be the Las Vegas Raiders playing the Cleveland Browns. I think that's going to tell us a lot about both of those teams. I just think that's an interesting matchup um, when I was looking at the schedule. But anyway, that's super interesting. Um, <laughs> the I'm going to go back to the Miami Dolphins, and I think I was on them a couple of weeks ago. But I'm going to say Tua, he, you know, he's, uh, he's an underdog going to his first game, uh, three and a half points. He is going to lead the Miami Dolphins to a win in his NFL debut against the, the LA Rams. He's going to finish as a top 12 QB and miles Gaskin will also finish as a top 12 running back. Yeah. I'm just going to go Carolina Reaper on this. Cause I don't think any of those things happen. So yeah, I'm, I'm going were to there, some... were there parlays this hard, right? I, I don't think we wait parlays hard enough. Like last time I gave you ghost paper on that and I should have been Carolina Reaper because if you've ever bet in your life, one of the good ways to lose in betting is to do parlays. <laughs> That's right. Just do parlays. Yeah. What could go wrong? So much, so much, it turns out. Okay, so Will, give it to me then. Let's... I like that TikTok. I really want Tua to be good. Also, quick note on Tua, Ryan. Have you seen any of the the like documentary they did called Tua? That's on, it's on like FX or something. No. Uh, his quarterback coach in that is Trent Dilfer. And I didn't realize that at first because Trent Dilfer is jacked. Holy yeah. wow. That's the thing. That was my takeaway from it. He made Tua look like a slot body. Like it was incredible. Like he's sitting, like he's got this like tight shirt on. He's got these like, he's, you know, he's got the neck. That's like, you know, there is no neck. Like, yeah, it was hilarious. I was like, where was this Trent Dilfer back in the day? And maybe he was this. And that's why the Ravens loved him so much, but who knows? Hey, won a Super Bowl, man. Let's not knock Trent Dilfer. Come on. I'm not knocking Trent Dilfer. He just wasn't a great <laughs> quarterback. Like, I, I don't think that's like a hot take. Oh, uh, that's that's Carolina Reaper right there. So, Ryan, Jets are 19 and a half point dogs. Wow. I kid. I kid. We aren't that crazy here. But, Ryan, Ryan, what, what I kind of wanted to go with was T.Y. Hilton giving a big middle finger to the whole fantasy community and going over with 100 and 30. But that's still just like f- some fun speculation which is what's most of this anyway then i was like well maybe jj arcega whiteside breakout game against the cowboys trash defense but no i ended up ended up here and going with some history and some belief that i think in a team that is a a favorite of yours ryan the patriots are going to the bills they're four point road dogs maybe three and a half wherever you've looked a lot of people are saying they should be more but the Patriots have looked lost and awful, but I'm going to say in this game, this is their like, get it right game. They're going to get together. They're going to take the win. And I, you, I couldn't, I, I can't choose a specific player and I don't feel like it's necessary, but there's going to be a 100 yard receiver, not a tight end, not a running back. So James White doesn't count, but Cam Newton's going to have a hundred yard receiver in this game. So you do know that Julian Edelman is not playing. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's why I couldn't choose one. Yeah. <laughs> like who do you say like oh hey to be a bird isn't it, yeah so bird or Nikhil harry no or, jacoby or, myers i'm hoping really jacoby myers lord i'm gonna knows. start i'm gonna i might have like a lineup where i start one of those bad boys in dfs this week just for funsies yeah so i thought i'm gonna give a carolina reaper i mean i could say you know bill belichick this is not such a hot take but but it is and if you think about the new england patriots right now you know, what are their strengths? Well, their head coach is the number one strength. They've got a good secondary. But otherwise, I don't know what's there. I mean, because on defense, they, so many guys opted out going into the year because of COVID. Uh, their offensive line looks pretty bad. Um, you know, their skill position players are not very good. And then, and then Cam Newton just, at least since he's come back from, 
from COVID has not looked very good. So he's looked losses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't know what they have and, and not that the Buffalo has looked impressive <laughs> the past couple of weeks, but um, I think they're going to be motivated and, and, and it, you know, we'll, it should be an interesting game. And uh, as I think most of our listeners know, I, I used to live in the Boston area. So I'm a diehard bears fan, but I, I kind of, you know, adopted the Pats as my AFC team. It's kind of hard not to when you live in the area and they're winning. And you're crucial catch hat. Now would be the time to buy one. Yeah, I Pats. I should look for a crucial catch Pats hat. I bet they're sold out. I'll look. I uh, doubt it. They're bad. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Okay. Anyway, Carolina Reaper. That's a good way to close the show. Well, so two minute warning. Any final thoughts? Well, I just really wanted to start off my hot take with the Jets are nineteen and a half point dogs because I wanted some jaws to drop while we were doing it. And that was fun for me. Also, the movie My Spy, everybody, uh, on Amazon Prime, worth watching. It's really cute and sweet and fun and heartwarming. Awesome. I I will just say it's it's Halloween weekend, so whatever you decide to do, be safe, enjoy yourselves, but uh, be responsible and enjoy it. And enjoy week eight of NFL football, everybody. Um, It's a good distraction, a lot going on in the world tensions are heightened apparently there's a big election next week of some sort so anyway enjoy the weekend enjoy the distraction and we'll talk to you next week so we're the fantasy joes he is at fantasy joe underscore will i'm at Roto librarian on behalf of will greenwood i'm ryan livergood we are the fantasy joes <laughs> thriller style that's what I was supposed to Because this is Thriller, Thriller Night. Thriller, Night. I forget the... Oh, you're doing the doing the dance. Oh, too bad this is a podcast. We need this to be a video. Easiest dance ever is the beginning part of that. If you ever want to just like... If that comes on, just do a couple seconds and then grab your drink again or something. You're good to go.